The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual guests. Welcome to the Armed Citizen Podcast Live. This is episode number 305. Today's date is Tuesday, August 29th. I'm a little tired. I've got some friends we're going to bring here in a second that will hopefully keep me awake. Uh, I'm going to try to limit Clover's presence on the show tonight because his sultry voice can just put me to sleep like a little baby. Um, so we're going to try. Good luck with that because you know Clover. He's going to take Clover if he can. It is what it is. You guys know that we are live as always on YouTube. We are streaming live over to 150 countries around the world. If you're out there in the live chat, go ahead and say something. We know we don't know what you're out there unless you do. By the way, I won't be able to put coherent sentences together tonight, so I will be relying heavily on my guests, uh, even the ones that need two people to spell a four-letter state. We'll be relying on them as well tonight. It is what it is. If you guys want to text into the show, yes, you can text into the show. Utilize the Ghost Tactical Hotline presented by our good friends Ryan and Shelly Gates at Aegis Gun Care. That phone number is 530-364-4678. If you're a veteran, really anybody, but especially if you're a veteran and you're in that hole, you're in the darkness and you're looking for that light, call me, text me, email me 24-7. I cannot give you medical advice, but I could probably talk you through some stuff. More importantly, I can be a good someone to just there and listen to you if you need. Sometimes just listening is is all people need. Uh, if you are looking to get someone to get you towards some medical attention, remember two things. One, you are not alone in this fight. You have a lot of brothers out here that are willing and able to help you in any way possible. And two, the world is a much better place with you in it. So please, utilize the Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. Once again, 1-800-273-8255-VETERANS. Press the number 1. We are spotlighting, as always, the United States Marine Corps. If you have any questions on what it takes to earn the title United States Marine, see the website, marines.com. And as always, we are a proud member of the Rapid Fire Radio Network and the Self-Defense Radio Network. Go check out all, all your favorite pro-gun, pro-toy podcasts over on rapidfireradio.us and selfdefenseradio.net. And let me just turn down my phone. My phone is already blowing up. It's, uh, oh, we'll not enter that one right now. Let's get this off of my ugly mug and bring on your tour guides for tonight's trail ride. We promise you not to get you stuck in too many woods. Um, and if they are, we will ask you to please squeal like a pig. From Anderson Manufacturing. <laughs> I don't know why I transitioned right to Kyle on that one. It did not mean to. Uh, from Anderson Manufacturing, the Pony Express himself. What's up, Kyle? Hey, not much. Thanks for having me on, guys. Always, always, always. Uh, we used to know a guy that looked just like this. Apparently, he went AWOL for a while. But it's nice to have... The tactical boogaloo himself from GearReport.com, the executive director of snacks and beverages. What's up, TJ? Oh, waiting on the hurricane, doing a little prepping. 
I mean, drinking, but L- little prep, prepping, prep, yeah, prep, prep, preparation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You have bottles and cans of the necessities. Oh, yeah. Come on. I'm always stocked up. Vienna, Vienna sausages and uh, alcohol. And we, uh, we, just cooked the, we cooked the turkey. We're good for three or four days now. It's playing in the head right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, snap. Mm, that is pretty good. That's I, don't pretty think good. I don't think we're going to get anything over here on the East Coast, but yeah, you know. You never know. I can. I can. I hope not for your I can, sake. I can pray. No, dude, I can take a day off work and drink all day. That'd be fantastic. What's well, called Thursday? You got to have a hurricane party. No, it's, I don't get to take <laughs> off work most days. No, I get it. I get it. Uh, standing on the corner in Winslow, Arizona, such a fine sight to see. From the GOA, it is John, the soulless ginger bastard. What's up, man? What's up? It's a beautiful day in Arizona. It's a beautiful day to be on here with you. It is. Well, it's a, it is a pretty day, actually. Uh, it was about 85 degrees today, which is much nicer than it was Friday and Saturday, where it was 120 and 115, respectively, which means it probably was about 140 in Arizona. We call that Tuesday. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, what's going on, GOA? You got anything going on? Uh, big win today with the no red flag laws in Tennessee. That's a big, big win. That that special session, nothing really came of it. Uh, we went through and read kind of some of the things that passed, and most of it was just, you know, nothings. Uh, yeah. We've got a couple other big cases that we're fighting, especially the pistol brace case and the frame and receiver case. So we're hoping to get that all resolved here quick i know i had a couple phone calls with industry people today and they're like get this brace thing done and over with we're ready to get rolling again so uh, yeah as always you know go go and become a member of gla it is 25 dollars for the year it's gunowners.org go check us out and i'm sure i know it well i know you guys do uh you have a a lifetime membership available as well if someone's looking to do that so um go check out geoagunners.org um from the weirdest state i wouldn't say the dumbest state because that's mississippi let's just be honest we know that even arkansas knows that thank god for mississippi because arkansas is like 49th and everything thank god for mississippi so uh, but for the weirdest state where it takes two people to spell four letters, we got Chris from the 740. What's up, homie? Hey, thanks for the invite. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, we should because I have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about. I'm still a little <laughs> punch drunk. There's no telling where this is going. Uh, I might just fall asleep halfway through this. If it does, well, that might be the best show we ever put on. Just saying. Um, but thanks for coming on, buddy. And as always, riding shotgun, the little little feller himself, the tactical virus, I mean, uh, leprechaun himself. What's up, Clove? Hey, man. Hey, man. Uh, it's been a long, hard day. Really? You're still in your PJs, aren't you? Let's, in the let's bubble bath. The bubble bath. But it's okay, because I got my Did boat. Did Cal gun take you away? Yeah, that's okay. I think I need a bigger boat, but, you know. It is what it is. That's my boat. Uh, you got a shotgun of the week for us? Yeah, let me drop a... Uh, you ain't going to know what this one is. I can guarantee you. And it's right up your alley, too. It's a shotgun. There's a good chance I don't know what any of them are. So, this was a prototype. Um, what, 80s or so? The uh, AAI 
close assault weapon system. You'll appreciate it, even though it's a shotgun. Oh, snap. Right? Like 450 rounds yeah. a minute? Why not? Yeah, I can get down with that. Mm -hmm. I'm down with OPP. Yeah. Uh, now, there's a reference there, John. Um, OPP was a song by Naughty by Nature. Um, and when he's talking about the what? assault weapons being... Uh, that was the 1994 assault weapons ban. You were before your time, so in case you were wondering, we try to keep up. TJ, you've been gone for a while. Who said and, anything you know, about the assault weapons ban? But you said it was prior to the assault weapons ban, didn't you? No, Maybe, I like said, I said dude, I'm still unstrung, bro. Yeah. I don't know my name, honestly. So no, I said that was the AAI submission for the military. Oh yeah, close, I, I heard something way system. different than that. I heard something yeah. way different yeah. than that. No. Um, this could be interesting, boys, and I'm sober. Um, I'm not even on like any medicinal yeah, anything. I was, I was just getting ready to say you're tired. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm tired. <laughs> That's something. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I put a link out there in the uh, chat. It's a pretty cool little, little cool shotgun. Um, it's definitely more up my style than what you would think cl clover style. Although that is kind of a fuddish. Um design if you will um, so yeah what's up everybody out there uh kyle i want to bring you in for a sec because i know that you guys um are gonna have a, an interesting well you've got what started today i believe uh you guys have got a serious promotion going on of anderson going uh i want to let you have a few minutes to talk about that because it's pretty um, pretty amazing actually yeah <clears throat> so there's a lot of guys on the panel to tell you it's been a slow summer in the industry and <laughs> yeah. we need to move some inventory. So we've got 30% off our entire mm. web store right now. <clears throat> so even if you're just now getting into the gun game and trying to figure things out and you want to try a build or something like that, now would be the perfect time to buy your kits, uh, buy all the parts that you need and, you know, just kind of work it from there. And then for all you experienced builders out there, it's feast time. <laughs> Literally. No yeah. Did you say feast time or beast time? Any, either one of them works in this in this occasion. I, I'll leave that one up for interpretation. Okay. <laughs> all right. Because right. they, they both work for a show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, go check out AndersonManufacturing.com. Speaking of which, we have our pony polls coming up. Um, for y'all, probably no one probably noticed. I did receive a few phone calls and texts last week from my boys here on the panel asking if I was all right. I kind of went radio silent. Um, was a little busy last week at work. Um, hence I'm still extremely tired, but, um, most of the, most of the audience probably didn't realize we didn't have a show. That's how awesome ours is. But, uh, but we do have some pony polls this week that were left over. I knew we were going to have one, but uh, the first one uh, has 2.2 thousand votes. And it's real simple, guys. We're talking like barbecue sandwiches here. Are we going with a brisket sandwich or a pulled pork? Kyle, I want to go with you. We'll start with you first. Brisket or pulled pork? Uh, brisket all day. If brisket's on the menu, I'm going brisket. Yep. I knew I liked you for a reason. TJ, you're going to say some like weird ass like Florida <laughs> citrus gator thing or something, aren't you? Oh, no. Brisket. You got me a brisket. 
my, na- my neighbor has a, a barbecue food truck and you can tell when he's got the brisket on over there smoking. I'm like, dude, save me some of that. Yeah. You know, it, it's funny. And, and Clover will probably understand when I say this and he probably will agree. In Texas, when you say barbecue, it means pretty much brisket. Like I came to Arkansas and it's all like pulled pork here. I'm not saying that pulled pork's bad. I do enjoy me a good pulled pork sandwich every now and then. But as I head to some barbecue, I'm like, hell yeah, you go in there and it's all pulled pork. It's like, eh. I mean, um, but no, it's you're on the right track though. Uh Ginger, I'm ready for you to screw this up. Uh go for it. Uh, you know, it's really hard, but it's gotta be brisket. Brisket pulls away every single time, especially if there's a good, good barbecue sauce with it. See, okay, now I I I I will give you on I, I will give you barbecue sauce must be good. Here's the difference why I think brisket is so far ahead than pulled pork. Pulled pork, you've got to have barbecue sauce, right? You can't just eat that plain and dry. A good brisket, you don't necessarily need a barbecue sauce. Uh, I'm not saying I'm not saying you 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 don't use barbecue sauce. I'm saying a good brisket you could go without uh, a good barbecue sauce, and I don't think you can do that um, with with pulled pork. That's just my opinion. Uh, Ohio, do they even have barbecue up there? I mean, I, I don't know. Do they? Oh yeah, but it's brisket all day. Oh, we'll see. They've even got good choice in, in barbecue. Now, I want to wait for the, the only Texas guy to come here. He's probably going to say pulled pork just because he's weird. Uh, Clove, please don't, don't betray well, first me. Of all, first of all, like a good steak, good barbecue does not need sauce. I don't care what kind of meat That's it true. is. I, I, I tend to agree, but I, I have found here, and maybe it's, I don't know. Um, the, the I said do it. I didn't say okay. This year. Well, this is true. Yeah. Yeah. This is true. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm not a slaw person in general. Um, and I found yeah. here, in, in, at least in Arkansas, that the pulled pork with barbecue sauce and slaw on the sandwich is a thing. Now, my opinion is it's not bad. It's not bad. But my opinion is if you have to like disguise the barbecue and sauce and, and slaw on the same sandwich – Something ain't right. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. Yeah. Now you're talking sandwich. You're talking sandwich, right? I'm talking sandwich. I'm talking straight up sandwich. I'm a pulled pork guy when it comes to a sandwich. Um, I believe that I believe that chopped beef is heresy. Like chopped beef should be it should be sliced. Sorry. Okay. No, 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 no. I didn't say it had to be on like a hamburger bun. Um, I'm a big fan of the sliced brisket on like a uh like a Philly a Philly bun or a sub uh, a sub bun. It's pretty good stuff there. Just saying. maybe, but as oh, you eat it, it's, if it's done right, it's probably going to crumble. You know, more than likely anyway. And it especially should. If, it not should. only if it's done yeah. right, but if it's sliced correctly, that's a big Correct. issue too. A lot of people they don't know how to trim their briskets. They don't know how to slice them once they're done. Uh, they don't let them rest. That's a really big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they need yeah. to rest for almost as long as they cook. Uh, in a lot of cases. Um, yeah, I don't know. Sandwich wise, I don't know. I'm I'm more of a pulled pork now on a baked potato. Yeah. Uh, I go chop beef on a on a baked potato for sure. Okay. Different, del- different delivery device. 
way different. Why? Why would you waste brisket on a baked potato? Oh I, I mean, am I God, the only you've never had a only one. You've never had a loaded baked potato from a from a from a barbecue joint. Yeah, but they Man. don't put the they don't waste the brisket on the baked yeah. potato. Man, it's, we got brisket tacos in Kentucky. I've had no, I've had we some brisket tacos here too. Burnt ends on a baked potato. Yeah, oh. burnt ends, and that's a whole different issue. Um, <laughs> Yeah, hey, I'm, I'm okay with that. Burn ins yeah. or brisket? What? Burn ins or brisket? I'm or taking brisket. burn ins. Burn ins. That's actually a tougher call than brisket versus pulled pork. I'm still taking brisket though. I'm going burn ins. Yeah, I'm with TJ. That's tough. I don't know what they do. I don't know how they make them. I don't even care. I don't care what it is. Say, no, I get it. I get it. Oh, I get it. But I'd still take brisket over. <laughs> Um, all right, so real quick, let's go through the room. Um, doesn't matter whether it's brisket, pulled pork, pork, whatever. Take your barbecue of choice. What two sides are you going to get with them? What two sides? Uh, Clove, we'll start with you. What two sides are you putting with whatever barbecue you choose, whether it's a sandwich or a standalone, whatever, a baked potato, apparently? Um, with nah, your barbecue, what two sides are you getting? Well, a loaded baked potato would be a main dish, so no. Um, That's what I'm saying. Whatever, however, however you deliver that barbecue, what two sides are you getting with those? You know, pinto beans is almost a have to. It, it kind of depends on the barbecue joint. Like, what do they have, right? Like, for most places, pinto uh, you know, pinto beans. I'm not a baked bean guy. So like pinto, okay, okay. I, I like say, them really good, okay. like really good slow cooked. They use the scraps from the meat mm -hmm. and whatever in oh, the, yeah. in the oh, bean. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So... You get a smokiness to the beans as well. Um, so I'm going to say probably pinto beans and then probably, um, you know, for, for mainstream, probably beans and, and corn, like the corn on the cob that's come off of corn the smoker or off okay. of the grill. Right? Okay. Um, yeah, that's solid. But some, some uh, barbecue joints that I've gone to, and it's not all, uh, but some, do some pretty awesome collard greens. So, like, collard greens go really good with brisket, too. Yeah, but you've got to be really careful with greens in general. Uh, it's either, Most of them are either really good or they are really bad. So Yeah, well, it depends on the greens because uh, at collards, you don't run the risk quite so much as uh, with uh, turnips and especially mustard uh, with, uh, with them being bitter, you know. But you're right. I mean, they have to be, you know, uh, Parable and and prepared properly greens do for sure, but there are some barbecue joints around that I've been to in my day. They do some really good uh, turnip greens or collards. I'm not a big mustard green guy at all because they do tend to be bitter more often than not. Yep. Uh, Christopher, two sides. Uh, here, um. We got one place I go to. They got really good cornbread. I always get the cornbread when I go there. Okay. And uh, we got another place that makes brisket chili, and that's just amazing. Ooh, that does so. sound kind of good. That sounds dangerous. I'm not going to lie. Now, do they serve them on like spaghetti noodles like they do in Cincinnati or what? No, not here. Okay. But, Actually, yeah. I, like, I, I, like, I like the idea of Cincinnati chili, basically the chili on top of spaghetti noodles. Now, some of the seasoning that y'all use in Cincinnati with that chili is a little shady and sketchy. Just saying. 
God. Kyle, you know what I'm talking about. I cannot do Cincinnati style <laughs> chili. Well, you know, like uh, now, if you just if, if you just make your normal chili and you put it on top of spaghetti noodles, like I'm down with that. That's not a bad thing. But there's some sketchy ass seasoning they use in Cincinnati chili sometimes. Nah, you, nothing, nothing sketchy. Yeah, it's just dark chocolate and cinnamon. What? It's chili. You <laughs> have dark chocolate and cinnamon. It makes uh, it good. No, it does not. Uh, Once again, if I just make my normal chili or my wife makes her normal chili, her chili is amazing, and you put it on noodles, I'm down with that. If you put it on sticky rice, I'm down with that. But some of that seasoning that you use in Cincinnati is a little, uh, anyways. All right, Ginger, uh, what are your two sides? Uh, it depends on what they look like when you're looking at them. So it's either baked beans and cornbread or mac and cheese and cornbread. It all depends on how they look at when you're looking down on them when you're going through the line. Because if the mac and cheese looks like it's been sitting there for a while. It has that, that hard crust on top. Yeah. yeah, not so much. And then, Oh, I uh, could just stir that around. No, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. And then as the as a person from Ohio, we, we no longer claim Cincinnati. That is part of Kentucky. We're the airport's in Kentucky. Cincinnati's part of Kentucky. I'm a, I'm we'll a Cincinnati take guy. I'm not a Cincinnati guy, but I, I enjoy it. I love Cincinnati. I used to go to Cincinnati all the time. I'm a huge Cincinnati Reds fan. So, um, you know, but I don't mind it being Cincinnati, Kentucky. We're the state it's in. I mean, once again, Kentucky's a much cooler state, I think, than Ohio. Like, it's a longer state name, and one person can spell it. So, I mean, they've got that going for it. That's that's just rude. No. Kyle, Kyle quick question rude. for Kyle. Skyline or Gold Star? Skyline. Skyline. Even I know that. Yeah, Gold Star. <laughs> that was like we we had to go there. Like, that was that's just that's what you got to do, you know? Yeah. Or if you're really feeling it, Blue Ash Chili is really good. If you Have you had Blue Ash? Yes. Oh, yeah. I've never heard of it. And Dixie Chili is good, too. That's another little low-key one. Uh, TJ, being all from Flow Ride, and y'all have some weird, like, pineapple coconut barbecue. What two sides do you guys go with? I was in Carolina for a beer and beer and beer and and liquor do not count as two sides. I'm just saying. So beer batter and onion rings don't count. I don't care about that. Yeah, I do. uh, I always do the slaw just because the places are you. Okay. So you're a slaw guy. Uh, uh, Now do you eat slaw by itself or do you know, you mix it in with the barbecue? It it depends if it's a, if it's pulled pork, I'll throw it on top of the barbecue. Um, and then fried okra. I love my fried okra. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm not an okra guy. That's the only time I eat it. Um, Screaming skull saloons is reminding me to eat before the next time I tune in ghost. Uh, Specter out there says mac and cheese and cornbread. Jacob says curly fries and mac and cheese. Um, I'm not the only one that's never heard of chopped beef on a baked potato, apparently, but uh, we'll see. It's the first I heard. Um, yeah, you know, Clover is the first for a lot of things. He's, he's a trailblazer, if you will. Uh, Kyle, what two sides do you prefer with your barbecue? Mac and cheese, and for some reason, barbecue joints always have a good potato salad. That was the one that I've been waiting to hear. Um, 
Potato salad is another thing. Now, are you a mayonnaise-based potato salad or a mustard-based potato salad? Mustard-based, for sure. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, I like potato salad, but it needs to be homemade. Like, my wife makes a really good potato. I'm not a big fan of, like, the potato salad you get at restaurants because it's not homemade, unless it's homemade, but most of them, they're not homemade. They come in, like, a big old tub. Um, but I thought I'd hear more potato salad, uh, than, than just one, uh, cause that down here is a big thing. Um, for me, I've always been a baked bean guy in a cream corn. Uh, and I think that's because we spent a lot of time going to a place and, and Clover might've heard of them by, before. Uh, if you're a Texas person, you've probably been in New Braunfels and there's a place called Rudy's barbecue and it is the best barbecue I've ever had. Aside from a little joint that we have, a secret in Vegas, um, but they have this cream corn that I have replicated through reverse engineering over the years. I make it every year for now for Thanksgiving. I'm a huge cream corn guy, and so I, I, anytime I see cream corn on the menu, I'm going to get it. Um, if they don't have baked beans, or if that once again, if someone says that the baked beans look bad, I might go with some mac and cheese. Uh, but I'm, a, I'm I'm basically a baked bean and a, a cream corn guy. Uh, if they don't have cream corn, I'm probably going corn to come out. I'm a, I don't eat a lot of vegetables, but corn is definitely my favorite vegetable for sure. Uh, getting back to it, 2.2 thousand votes. 70% of the people were correct that, that picked brisket over pulled pork. Uh, 70 to 30. Our next one, uh, 2.4 thousand votes. Who wins in a street fight? Bruce Lee or Mike Tyson? Street fight. Uh, TJ, we'll start with you. Bruce Lee or Mike Tyson in a street fight? Oh, God. It would have to be Mike. With, with yeah. the raw power, he's, he's going to get you. And you're going to yep. feel it. Even old Mike now. I think he'd still whoop some ass. I tell you what, old, I think old Mike can still whoop some ass. I'm just I, saying. I, dude, he still um, works out. I, I wouldn't fight him. Um, no. No. Um, Christopher, Tyson or Bruce Lee? Definitely Tyson. He's a psycho. Yeah. He's, I mean, oh, he's going to, if he, if he's losing, he's going to pick something up and take it to your head. So Or it, it bite your fight. ear off again. Yeah. You know, it is a street fight. That's once again, that's why I, I made sure I said street fight, not in a fight. Um, yeah. Uh, Kyle, Bruce Lee, Tyson. I'm going Bruce Lee. I'm going with Bruce Lee. I, I don't. I, he's just going to be way quicker. He's going to be way smarter. No offense, Mike Tyson, if you're out there listening right now, but <laughs> he's coming for you. He's not. Okay. You never know, Mike. If you're out there, sorry, man. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think I think Bruce Lee would definitely like just out tactic him. He. he I, th I think he. I think he'd do it. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Clover, Tyson, or uh, Bruce Lee? Yeah, I don't think you tactic a punch or block a punch from Tyson. And if he, if he, you know, tackled you to the ground, I mean, that's it's and was on top of you and landed a punch. It's over, dude. Like you're not going to survive a punch from freaking Iron Mike. Like, oh. No, I mean, especially Bruce. People don't realize that Bruce, he was like 5'4", like 100 pounds. Like, literally, he was a tiny dude. Well, um, Tyson's not a big dude. 
No, but he is he is not a hundred pounds. That dude had some Yeah, no, no, no. He's he's definitely chunky, bulky, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I'm just saying he's not a tall dude with a long reach or anything like no. that. But street fight, all he's gotta do is tackle him and it's over. Yeah, it's it's over. He's gotta catch uh, it first. This is true too. In a street fight, running is an option. And I don't think Tyson would keep would because Bruce Lee can climb buildings and rails yeah. and stuff. I mean, so. Well, that's you know. running away from the street. That's not a street right. fight. That's, that's running true. away from a fight. So, well, like, he, what are we he, talking he, about here? He, he would re-engage from, like, he would re-engage from, like, the fire escape or something. Yeah, Tyson just stepped out of the way. And, you know, it's like, come on. What? Tyson's fast. I mean, you, you know, you, you watch him box. He is fast. He's got some feet. Uh, that's true. Yeah, my head, he's quick. I'm not sure he's fast. Like I, I think I could probably take him in a sprint. Just saying. I don't know. <laughs> let's hope. Let's hope he's not listening. Mike, if you're out, there, I'd like to I see that one. Up. I would yeah. like to see. I, that. Mike, if you're if you're still in <laughs> Vegas, meet me at the Leatherneck Club uh, yes. next Wednesday, uh, the Wednesday of whatever January that is, and we will do a sprint off in the parking lot. Kyle will be there to witness. Yeah, it's going down. I'll be the flag girl. <laughs> you said it. You said it. You said it. There, there are um, there are a handkerchief, dude. Be. It's a handkerchief, not a flag. But oh, okay. thanks. Go, thanks, you go. <laughs> Fight. <laughs> a neckerchief. It would be a neckerchief, actually, not a handkerchief. Oh, okay. Okay. Ooh, I was. I, I thought you said something else. I was like, I'm getting ready to cut you off. Uh, <laughs> a neckerchief. Um. Yeah. All right, Ginger. Tyson's just gotta land one punch. That's it. If he could get his, he could have his ass being kicked the entire fight. He just gotta land one punch, and that's it. It's lights out. I I, I tend to agree with that assumption that Tyson only needs to land one punch. I'm not so sure that Bruce doesn't just have to land one kick to the temple though either. You know. I'm just saying, I, 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 I'm torn on this. I actually think, I think that Bruce Lee will give him a much better fight than people would anticipate. I still do think that Tyson might be able to absorb some more than Bruce Lee could overall. I do believe that Bruce Lee will give him a much better fight than people would anticipate. I do think that probably Tyson, Tyson wins overall. Uh, 61% of the 2.4 thousand votes agree that Tyson would win 39% um, for Bruce Lee. Um, our last pony poll, um, hashtag Pony Express 2024. Which one? 2.2 thousand votes. Which one? Mossberg 500, Remington 870. Uh, Ginger, let's start with you. It's the five hundred, the hands down, or or the Pony Express, you know. Well, I didn't. The, 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 there's a reason why I didn't put the Pony Express. It was like a, it was like a no non question. It's a, it's like, a okay, game well, changer. That's yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of Pony Express, Kyle, five hundred or the eight seventy, and five hundred. That's my boy, Clover. Mossberg 500, I have spoken. <laughs> there you go. Okay. TJ? 500. 
I mean, once Clover Clover says, I, I mean, he's he's dead. Dead. I, 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 if I said anything else, I'd be wrong. Yeah, uh, Chris, five hundred or eight seventy. Yeah, even though I don't have a five hundred and I have a couple eight seventies, I still gotta go. Still going with the five hundred. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I like that. Uh, it's just a better gun. Yeah. Um, Jacob wants to know between Tyson and Bruce Lee. Now, who fights more dirty, though? Well, obviously, Tyson's not afraid to bite people's ear off in front of millions of people. So I'm going to go with Tyson. We'll fight a little bit dirtier. Yeah, Tyson got that hands down. Yeah. Um, I feel like yeah. Bruce Lee would be like more. He's probably like moral, you know, like. He probably would not. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that he's I think that. Um, yeah, I think you're probably right. Um. Yeah. Vanessa Kitty says a good tactical nuke will fry them all. That's fair. I think this this was an episode of Celebrity Deathmatch at one point. Was it really? I think so. I think it was at one point. I gotta go back and find that if it's true. MTV, bring it back. So, John, but I, I I'm surprised you even know what Celebrity Deathmatch was. You must have seen that in reruns. Um, MTV back in the day, Ginger actually played music videos. Um, and then it had a thing called the real world, which was the very first, um, reality TV. And they had a great, a couple great shows. They had a, a show called Beavis and Butthead. And I don't even want to say, was it Ren and Stimpy on MTV also at one point? I think Ren and Stimpy was on it MTV. It was after it got pulled from Nick. Yeah. Do you remember, um, do you remember the game show remote control? Oh, absolutely. Remote control. Sure. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I just, I didn't know if, if Ginger was aware that at one point MTV actually did play music videos because I don't think they're allowed to anymore for some reason. They don't, they don't do it anymore. When's yeah. the last time anybody in this room watched MTV? Anyone, anyone lately watch MTV? I haven't watched it in a decade. Probably Kyle. I, really? I still watch it cause they just play ridiculousness 24 seven. And I love ridiculousness. Oh, see, I, I, I get it, but like, I'm so over it now. It's just like, it's, it's, I, I'm done with it. But I, I get, get that. It. I get it. Um, yeah. I think MTV was named after playing music videos. Yeah. It was not, called not music sure. television. I remember, yeah. <laughs> I remember when it came out. I do oh. too. Uh, what was the very first video? Uh, was it a video kill the radio star by the bugles? That's correct. The bugles, yep. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. I used to Is love Vanessa that. referring to pinky in the brain? Is that, oh, that's, that's, that's pinky in the brain. The mice who tried to rule the world every night was a good cartoon. That's Pinky in the Brain. Yeah. That was that was Animaniacs stuff, right? Yeah. The Warner Brothers and their sister Dot. Okay. We have a lot of um, cartoon knowledge up in here. Not for me. <laughs> um, I was not. I was not a huge cartoon guy. Um. I like some of them, but I didn't watch a lot of them. Uh, let's see here. 2.2 thousand votes on the shotgun. 63% said Mossberg 500. I'm actually surprised it wasn't a bigger win than that. Not, nothing against the 870, 
But I think that most anyone that's, that's actually shot a 500 series shotgun would say that's it's a superior firearm than the 870. Um, I think to make it a fairer fight, you put the, had to put the Maverick 88 against the 870. I know that sounds kind of cruel, but um, I don't think the 500s in this. I don't think the 870 is in the same league as the 500. Um, but still, both great shotguns. Don't get me wrong, but I would take the 500 all day, every day, twice on Sundays probably. Jacob says Clover, uh, my local gun shop, just got a, three Remington 870 police magnums. Are those reliable after they have been well worn in by the local PD? And he has well worn in. He, he's stressing the word well worn in. I'm, I'm guessing he's eyeballed them and they look horrible. I Most police trade-ins are not well worn in. Like I don't know that I've ever seen. I don't know that I've ever seen ever seen a police trade-in that didn't almost look brand new. Like seriously, like maybe maybe Mike Marks, like my my Mossberg 590, for example, which I'll talk about. Uh, you can tell where it was. It rode in a strap, one of those uh, mm. uh, trunk deck mounts, yep. right? Because it's got the where the what am I thinking? Kyle knows about finishing. You know what I mean. About the, the wear marks, right? Or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, but other than that, I, there's there's absolutely zero wrong with it. Um, yeah. So, it, I mean, I would think so. I mean, it's it hasn't seen as much use as you think it, it is. It probably looks way, way worse than it is because you've got to realize it rides around and rattles and rattled around mm -hmm. and everything else in those mounts. Um, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, the... Um, yeah, I, I, if the price is right, like, go for it. Mm. They sell parts. <laughs> yeah, this is true, especially on a Remington 870. I mean, you get a cheap, you get it cheap enough. Not hard to find stuff, and not that hard to work on either. Nope. Honestly, tons and tons of aftermarket stuff. I mean, same way with 500s or the Mossberg 500s, but Remington 870, anything and everything aftermarket is available out there, or stock if you prefer. Do shotguns even get used a lot on police departments? I mean, I see like breaching doors, but usually more. Uh, it's usually more, but um, very rarely. You know, very very rarely. It's mostly I handguns. Shoot those beanbags. Yeah. Well, but, yeah, but yeah. here's the thing. Actually, I would say that depending upon where you are, uh, I, I think that actually shotguns might get used more than a handgun. Uh, one, you can use the beanbags, um, but two, I mean, let's just be honest. This is not this is not anything derogatory against law enforcement. You know, one of my good friends is the sheriff here, um, but the vast majority of law enforcement don't get a whole lot of trigger time. Let's just be honest about that. Yeah. Um, and sometimes a shotgun might be a better option for a police officer that may not but get as much trigger time as they should. The you know. vast majority of engagements, though, think about this, are going to happen when they don't have that shotgun on right. them. All they've got is their side. Well, uh, well, this is true too. But I know a lot of uh, a lot of law enforcement that will carry that shotgun up in the cab with them when they get out of the car. It's you know they might have a sling on or something like that. But uh, no, I I see what you're saying, and, and, and the vast majority probably are. But I'm not so sure that a shotgun for might not be a better choice than a handgun for a lot of them, and that's yeah. like I said, I'm not trying to put them down. I'm well, just saying the reality yeah. is, is they don't they don't get a lot of trigger time. Uh, you would think they would, but 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 they don't. They don't. I don't, I don't they know they if don't. it's a requirement or whatever. Because I know, um, low. 
the requirements are low, and I also know that you can get a deferment on your yearly qualifications yeah. to like two or three. It might uh -huh. be three years or four years before you qualify, and that's just, uh -huh. you know. Uh, well, there's something to be said, too, about a handgun. Think about it. I mean, you've still got one hand free. It's a little bit easier to, to reholster that and engage two-hand if you need to, if you need two hands free. Like or like shotgun, Buck says, like, uh, using one hand with a handgun and the other hand with a donut. I mean, that like Buck says. Well, yeah. this is true. Yeah, got to protect the uh, donut for yeah, sure. You have quite a few more rounds with the handguns, too, so. And if you have a if you have a warm and miss a lot if you have a warm Krispy Kreme and a uh, and a Wendy's Frosty you Wendy's really Frosty. need the handgun you really need the handgun around to guard that sweetness for sure. This is true. This is true. If you no, want to watch something funny, go watch like '80s police training videos with shotguns, and they oh, actually recommend not to use shotguns when you're engaging a suspect due to the spread of the buckshot. Well, duh. That won't kill a man, but it'll pepper him up pretty good. <laughs> pepper. Yeah. <laughs> now that thing will put a hole, blow a hole in the door if you want it to. <laughs> put a hole in the truck. If you want to? Is that what it said? I thought it was a door. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a Chappelle fan, you get that reference. So. Um, uh, yeah. All right. That, uh, did I go over that? I think I did. Mossberg 500 was 63 percent of the vote. So yeah. Yeah. Yay, yay. Was that the pony yay. poll? Did we do the pony polls? Those were the pony yeah. polls. Brought to, you, brought to you by Anderson Manufacturing, those polls? Go check them out at andersonmanufacturing.com. And by the way, Kyle, 30% off website-wide, correct? Until when? Until Monday or Tuesday or when? Tuesday. Till Tuesday. I heard it was yes. five minutes from now, so you better hurry up, people. But still watching. That's this true. Tuesday end of day or Tuesday? Open another midnight. tab. It's all good. Uh, Tuesday at midnight. Oh, midnight okay. Eastern? Eastern Standard. It's the only mm. way to be. It sounds bad, but sometimes you have to explain exactly to people because they're going to get. Oh, yeah. You will get emails, Kyle, if Ooh. it's like, you know, 12 o'clock Pacific time. Like if John's trying to order a lower at, at 12 o'clock in Arizona, he's going to get all sorts of pissy and email you. You said 12. So, you know. Hey, just email my boy Chris, support at andersonmanufacturing.com. He'll take care of you guys. <laughs> yeah, I might have to. I'm on the website right now. I might just have to get a Kyger for that price. Hey, I would love to see a Kyger in your hands, Chris. I really would. Yeah, that's uh, that's hard to pass up right there. That would be an. The honor. funny thing is, is you know, Colin and I talked this morning, um, and I man, there's some really, really cool stuff coming down the line. I uh, can't wait to uh, talk about some of this, Kyle. But uh, Anderson's really going to do some cool, cool things. Uh, you guys are. Be on the lookout and uh, be listening, be watching, because he'll be able to announce some stuff here uh, in a little while. But, man, some cool stuff coming. Uh, Jacob out there has got a really interesting question, and I love Jake because he is—he he likes to ask questions, and that's what this is all about. Now, would you trust a police trade-in over a new production firearm? If so, what firearm? So I'll start out with this. Um, yes. I would very much trust like a Glock 17 or a Glock 19 police trade in 
over a lot of brand new, most, I would say, most brand new firearms. Because here's the thing, you're talking Glock 17s and Glock 19s. If something does need changing out a spring here or there, it's all good. You can find those anywhere. Um, and, and like most of us said, this is not a derogatory statement towards law enforcement. The average police trade-ins are not heavily worn out. Um, and, and let's be honest, people think that putting a thousand rounds of guns going to wear it out. Most guns, if they can't make it 10,000 rounds, they shouldn't even be going to market. Let's just be honest. So very rarely will a police trade ever see five, much less 10,000 rounds go through it. So I, I personally, depending upon the gun, if it's a Glock, um, then absolutely I would trust a Glock police trade in over most new guns. Um, let's start with Ginger on this. Police trade in over a new firearm. If so, what what kind of firearm would you trust? So police trade in. I've got a ton of them. I really like like the Gen Three Smiths and the like you said mm -hmm. Glock Seventeen things like that. Like yeah. if it's Milserp. I wouldn't trust it as much as a carry gun, but I would also shoot it. And if there was a gun that was a police trade-in that I wouldn't trust, it would definitely be, if you guys remember, Smith & Wesson did like a single stack Sigma at one point, and they were rated for only 2,000 rounds before you had to get rid of them. That's scary. Yeah. Uh, and, and let's be honest, most of them didn't make it that far, probably. Right. But other than that, yeah, most police training guns, like they are, even though they look beat up on the outside, most of them are in and out of a holster and or in and out of a cruiser, and they're good to go. Yep. Yeah. Uh, TJ, oh, I do, I trust police training. Any of the Glocks, even I mean, even even some of the Berettas. You yeah. know, but uh, you know, because I mean, yeah. you got to figure there. There's extra parts around easily for any of those, yes. and then most of the time they're, you know, they're, they're pretty well maintained as well as, as not used a lot. So yeah, and, and the great thing about it for me personally, like I, I'm a big Glock Gen Three fan. Half That's, price. You get them for about a half price, but here's another thing even better: if if you're looking for a, a Gen Three Glock, you can get them for almost nothing. Yeah. Uh, and I'm a I'm a huge Gen Three fan, so yeah. Get them at high point um, prices. I mean, I don't, I don't know about that. I would be <laughs> awesome, but I mean, like I would, I've seen them for two nineteen, two twenty nine. Yeah, uh, maybe just a little bit above high point. Which I mean, so you're talking about a Glock seventeen Gen three for two twenty nine. I yeah. mean, okay, sure, yes, please, I'll take three. You know, throw a new barrel and a new slide on it. There you go, good to go. You're done, absolutely. Uh, Clove. Police trade in is so over. Uh, which police trade in would you trust the most? Which I, I wouldn't make a delineation. I don't have a problem with any. Well, he just says. In. He just says. Do you trust a police trade in over a firearm? If so, what firearm? So police trade. He's basically saying, would you take a? Would you trust a police trade in over a new gun? And if so, which one would you trust over a new gun? Well, that's what I'm saying. I would trust all of them, so I don't understand. I don't understand the question. There seems to be this this disconnect of thinking that, and I don't know. I just want to address this that 
because it's a police trade-in, they trade them in because they're worn out. They trade them in because some place gave them a some place gave them a really good deal to trade those in and upgrade. It has nothing to do with the fact that they're wore out or they've seen they, their service life has ended or anything. And that's not even we're not even talking U.S. We're talking worldwide. And most of the big departments that engage in trade-in programs, like TJ was talking about with maintenance and stuff, they have armorers. Mm-hmm. So even if they're shot the lease a little bit, they're taken care of. Their things are replaced if they need to be replaced and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I can't get specific with it because, like, I wouldn't. I mean, if, if I could get – if I've got the choice between a new production and a police trade-in, and the police trade-in is half the price or less – then I, there's zero reason to get to for me to get the new production. I don't care what it even is. Even if even really, even if it's a Smith and Wesson MMP. What do you mean? You are not a big fan of the Smith and Wesson uh, semi-autos. You're saying that you would take a police trade in Smith and Wesson MMP nine millimeter over a new production model. A new production MMP. Or anything. I mean, would you would you take? Clover's talking about like the old revolvers and stuff that they used to carry. No, I'm not. I'm not understanding the delineation. So, so I, so you're forcing me to choose between a police trade-in of whatever make, if over you were whatever make. It's, it's over too whatever you have the local gun shop. Well, I'm going to pick whatever the hell I want, regardless of what it is. Like I don't understand. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand. The, the question is too open-ended. Like I don't understand. It's like saying. It's like saying, "Oh, so anybody, so anybody that says they're okay with that, you're okay." So, like you, right? Let's let's take your example of the Gen Three Glock, please trade in. So, you're going to take that over a brand new VP9? No. That right? Uh, see what I'm saying? Like uh, that? The question is like it's obvious. But you like, said, but you said, but that's why I asked. Like, but you said because you had pretty much knew over the same, knew of the same model is what I is where I okay, thought the okay, question was. Okay, that. now if that's like, the case, if that's the case, a, a, a police trade in over a new of the same model, sure. Yeah. Yes, because you're going to get it for a lot cheaper. Yeah. 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 Mm, I just, just. I don't get your premise. I'm not a. I'm not a buy one firearm or two or three even in a year kind of guy so i like i yeah so i don't understand uh i don't think anybody in this room is like that <laughs> I, I get you but i'm just saying yeah you get where i'm going with that so the people that well, just beat a dead horse and analyze oh i gotta make the perfect decision because i'm only gonna buy one no, gun a year or something like i don't get it like if the price is right i buy it i don't care what it is yeah, I've seen some of the guns you buy for the price is right. You're right. You don't care. The price is that's, right. That's, that's, yes. not a, that's not a derogatory statement. It could be a, it could be a piece of junk, care. but you know what? If the price is right on the piece of junk, I will buy it. Speaking of price is right, rest in peace, Bob Barker. Uh, R.I.P. No. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, when you did didn't that, hear? Yeah, Bob that, Barker. When did that go down? Really? Um, huh. yeah. Monday, guys, maybe? Saturday, two days Sunday? ago? Yeah. It happens in threes, man. We lost Pee Wee Herman. We lost Bob Barker. Who else have we lost? He's got as close as he could to 100. He did. He did. He tried. He tried. Kyle, please trade in. At least he didn't Uh, go over because that would have been bad. Yeah, that would have been way bad. (laughs) That's true because he wouldn't have won the showcase. 
<laughs> in life, he won. Right. He won the showdown in real life. In real life, he got yes. closest without going over. Yeah. Right. Yes, he <laughs> right. <laughs> Think about that, but that's that's actually pretty good. It's strong. Yeah, it's strong. Uh, please trade in. What would you take? I'm taking a please trade in. Um, yeah. Just like to piggyback off what Clever said, it had a scheduled maintenance throughout his career at the police department. It was shot at least once a year, hopefully. And yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> God, I hope. <laughs> yeah. Um, at least yeah, once. For sure. At least once. Some some models uh, in some cities, more often than that. But yeah. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Uh, he died the 26th. That was, well, I guess that one was on Saturday, maybe. Saturday? Yeah, it was Saturday. I heard about it on Sunday, though. So that's why I said Sunday. Uh, five months away from 100, Jacob said. Five dollars away. Five dollars away from 100. It's pretty good. Pretty good shopping right there, Bob. You did good. Um, I already asked you, didn't I, Ginger? And Chris, which one of you, Ginger, Chris? Have I talked to either one of you guys yet? You talked to me. About this? Okay, so Chris, I knew one of you hasn't. I'm not very smart. Yeah, I'm tired. Uh, Chris, please trade in versus new. Yeah, I don't have any problem with it. I bought a Glock 22 a few years ago. I got a really good deal. I got a half the price of a new one. Um, exactly. And then I bought a conversion barrel for it so I can shoot 40 and 9 through it. And uh, I already had the dies, so if I want to reload the 40, I can because it uses the same dies as 10 millimeters. So. so it worked out good for me. And projectiles and powder. So, again, what's the point? Just got to bash on 40 for a second. Sorry. Oh, I'm not a fan of it either, but. The Glock 22, the Glock 22, and I've had a Glock 22 because, like you, I got it at such a good price. <laughs> like, I couldn't pass it up. Uh, but I, I did eventually trade that sucker off for, I don't even remember for what now, but I did because, yuck, 40. I don't think I've had the 40 barrel in it for three or four years. I've only shot nine through it. Hmm. Chris, you bought the wrong conversion. You should have bought 357 SIG. I'm thinking about getting that too. If you haven't shot, have you, have you ever shot 357 SIG before? I've shot it. I just okay, like man, I love 357 SIG. One. It's fun as hell to shoot. Especially shooting it out of that MCK kit. That would be so much fun. Yeah. Uh, Artax says he's got uh, Glock 22 MP40. And a model ten that you have that are police guns. Um, yeah. Yeah, we Mark have it. We have that three fifty seven SIG conversion for his. I think. Now I don't have a police trade in because the ones here in Little Rock are they're they're gone so fast. But Gabriel says that he believes that the police trade ins come with uh, metal sights. Is that a thing? Is that real? Is that true? They have metal sights on the police trade ins. I've got one. I've got one that doesn't. I'm talking about it on a Glock okay. specifically. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that's what he meant. Yeah, I've got I've got one that doesn't. It has it has true glow. Because I've never really heard that. I'm not saying they wouldn't, but I have never metal. heard that that, that police police models have metal sights. Now that might just be a, a an option that uh, either that particular officer put on there, or maybe that particular department bought them with metal sights. I I don't know, but I've never heard that. But it wouldn't surprise me. It depends on the department if they get the yep. Glock night sights. 
or if they get the true yep. glow night sights. Yep. yep. And I say well, my true glow, the ones with my true glow mine are, are are not metal. The true glow makes them that are not metal, don't they? Mm, they do make some that are non metal. Or years uh, ago, anyway. This is probably 15 years old or longer. Or older well, if they're 15 years old, if I had to Please. guess, I would say they probably are metal. Because I don't know if True Glow went with the old polymer sites uh, 15 years ago. Yeah, you got me wondering. I might, I might be wrong about that. I might be I'm wrong about that. I might as well pull that out. I might as well pull that one out. Look. I think it's a Gen 2 as well. So it's all even older really? than that. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 And it's got True Glow. The Gen it. 2 was what, 93? Mid 90s? Mid ish 90s? Four, maybe? Mid 90s, late 90s, somewhere in yeah. there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just, I, I, man, I'm not saying that they didn't. I, I just, I would assume that. I don't know. I, don't I assumed. That, I assumed that an officer probably ha had them swapped out. That's sort of what I assumed. Or the department ordered them all of their guns for that department that way. But it doesn't mean all departments are going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, you broke Gen, Gen 2 real quick just for shits and giggles. Uh, favorite Glock Gen, TJ? Oh, I don't have one. I don't like them. But I mean, uh, probably, the, probably the latest. Gen 5? Yeah. Okay. Whatever the, whatever the newest one is. Okay. They're just, they're, I mean, they function great. Nothing. I'm not knocking Glock. Their aesthetics are just yeet canish, canic, or yeet cannon looking. Stop! Don't. <laughs> now you're just being ridiculous. Now you're just being absolutely ridiculous. If you took one of those and shaved the slide off a little bit, it looks just like a Glock. Just saying. You a high point. A high point is so much sexier than a Glock. I mean, come on, for real. I agree. It's got contour to the slide. It's got contour to the grip. It's got, like, it's got a few on. curves in it. It's crazy. It like, does. It's got curves. curves it has curves. Big girl got curves for sure. Yep. Y'all are so <laughs> weird. Y'all are so weird. Uh, Ginger, favorite Glock gin? Uh, which one's the one that's perfection? They're all perfection. I uh, think it's Gen 3. I mean... If it's perfection, why do you have five gens? I didn't say that I use five gens. All I, right. Well, because you're taking, you're I, taking I, the, I, don't, I don't own anything that's not a Gen 3. Put it that way. Because you're, you're not understanding the definition of perfection in the way that Glock is using it. But oh, there you go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, I'll just go with the Anderson Kiger. You know, that works, the, right? The, the original Glock. <laughs> there you go. Oh, gee. Yeah, everything like else, everything else is a knockoff. They're, they're like they're like iPhones. They come out with a new order. What did you? Oh, we changed the stipple. It's nine hundred dollars now instead of eight hundred dollars. Okay, awesome. I mean, why wouldn't they? I uh, <laughs> hope my mods can take care of the old spam bots out there. I appreciate you very much. Um, Kyle, favorite Gen model for Glock? Gen three, baby. Yeah, buddy. I know I like you, Christopher. Well, since I'm a wrong-handed shooter, I got to go with Gen Five since they're all ambi now. Yeah, you are a weird dude. I forgot you're a lefty. 
darn wrong-handed shooters. <laughs> yeah, not everybody's perfect. You know. yeah. uh, Jacob, man, he's on fire tonight. Bring up this question. It says, has anybody ever gone to their local gun shop and they have a few firearms someone has on consignment that has a stipulation that the trigger cannot be pulled or hammer cocked? Absolutely. Um, especially if, well, I have seen it. it it's, not as, it's, it's not as prevalent here at my local gun shop. Every now and then you do. Most of the time when that happens, it's a custom gun or something that's had a trigger job on it or it's it's an expensive gun right off the bat that they just don't want anything to happen. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's there's all sorts of things. I mean, guys, I'm not going to go through the room on this. Just start the conversation. Feel free and talk. I'm assuming we've all seen that, right? Oh, yeah. yeah we had a – when I was working behind at the, the range, we had some guy drop off 11 Wilson combats with that stipulation. Mm. And people were getting mad. Well, I want to feel the trigger. I'm like, it's a Wilson combat. You know how a Wilson combat feels. Just if you're going to yeah. buy a two thousand dollar gun, you're making a commitment. Yeah. Um. All right, hold on here, Chris. You're not a you're not a wrench already. That's I'm interesting. Care of it. I'm taking care of it. Are you? <laughs> well, I'm still going to go. Over, I got to go over the the uh, YouTube side real quick. How Chris isn't a wrench is interesting, but uh, stand by for the standby. I want to go over to the chat. For the, I can't do it from the StreamYard side, so I got to go into the. Oh, hello. Uh, Chris. Let's see here. Add as moderator. All right, you are now a working stiff in the garage. There you go. Uh, Here we can start knocking those. Now knocking Mario those says, so Mario says, if I can't press a trigger, I'm not buying. Is there anybody else in that boat where if you're not allowed to pull a trigger in a gun shop that you're not going to buy it? Um, anybody in that boat? Nope. It depends on the gun. Like, like I said, if it, if ah, it's like, true. If it's a two thousand dollar plus Wilson Combat, or you know what that trigger is going to, I know like. what that trigger is going to feel like, and maybe they have a rental they'll let me pull the trigger on, because I know some ranges that, that do have like oh. Wilsons or Nighthawks on the range to pull the trigger on. But I understand when it's a consignment, there's a chance that they're taking that thing back if it doesn't sell, and they don't want, especially on a custom nineteen eleven like that, they don't want the the sear to get broken. Yep. Yeah, and what uh, if you're at a what if you're at a gun show? Quick, quick shout out to our buddy Tim Knight oh, out there. Tim is out there, What's up, nice. buddy. You know what I if you're at a look. what if you're at a gun show and you're looking at twenty twos like we always do all the time. We're at gun shows and you can't drive fire a twenty two and nobody has snap caps and like what are you going to do? Like, so that's not a decision that the seller is making. Like they're not letting you. It's not like a rule or anything. Like yeah. legit don't want to do that. So. Yeah, it's not a big. Well, thing. I think the stipulation was that there's a gun on consignment, and that the seller has said, "Please do not, you know, right, utilize and pull a trigger." Now, here's the problem with me: I, I probably, I probably have already shot said gun that I'm probably looking at buying at least once. 
but there is something if unless it is a wilson or a nighthawk or one of these expensive custom jobs that we know there's been a trigger job put on there if it's just the stock like okay like a vp9 um and someone says hi please don't press the trigger before buying that starts making me worry what's wrong with the gun um no i get it on an expensive gun but on just a normal everyday stock gun and that that i'm probably gonna walk away from that and it might be fine unless it is a smoking deal that i could probably do a trigger job on and still be under what it's probably worth i'm okay with that um but just in general if it's just a normal gun they say don't press the trigger then i'm probably gonna say yeah i'm probably gonna move on that's just me though yeah i agree well, Jacob just put in the stipulations there, Ghost. If you want to pull up his comment, there were four old Smith and Wesson yep. models. Those have the hammer or the firing pin on the hammer, so there's a reason why you you technically yep. shouldn't dry fire those. Yep. Yep. Um, eighteen range in the range of eighteen hundred dollars. Someone has up the with that stipulation: forty-four mag, three fifty-seven, thirty-eight special. Yep. Um. Yeah, it's a mechanics. It's a it's a design and like an engineering and mechanical thing. Like, you know, whether you're talking twenty two, that's a rim fire related issue. I don't give two flips what manufacturer says. Oh, our twenty two, you can dry fire it, bull. And same way with the revolvers, if it's a fixed hammer like that, right? Like mm-hmm. it's the mechanics of the situation. Yeah, they may say uh, you I, can because <laughs> they think it's built better or whatever the case may be, but no. It's still the same design. Yep. Abigail says, uh, don't you have to press the trigger to disassemble most striker fired handguns? Most, yeah. Uh, yep. That is part of the takedown. Um, and if you are a person that's going to field strip that fireman inspect that everything looks good internally, um, then, yeah, you're going to have to press that trigger on most of those guns to, to do that. Um, we know a few people that do that at range day, don't we, TJ? At range days. Yes, Toby. we do. <laughs> the power of Toby. Yeah. Um, and when I see Toby walking towards a booth at a range day, I walk as far away as possible because I do not want to be anywhere near that fool. Just saying he might lose two or three springs Dude, a day. I turn my back for a second. That gun's in pieces. I'm like, what did you do? And, and you're looking, and you're looking, and, and the he's guy looking in the, the he's looking at the like, gravel, like, in these what'd you lose? Well, it's a spring, and it's muddy. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, someone crying about dry firing a VP ninety to grow a pair. Well, I okay. don't think I don't, we're, we're, I don't. I don't dry fire mine. I don't think we're talking about a striker fire gun. We're talking like high end. Most yeah. of the time on in the store when they have that stipulation on a consignment gun, yeah. it's a high yeah. end gun. It's a very very expensive yeah. gun. I saw on a couple couple of the uh, the the CZ the competition ones are like like don't touch the trigger. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yep. Yeah. It, it can be a VP9, but if VP9's gone through an extensive trigger job, you know. But it's a stock VP9, yeah. and you're telling me I can't do it. I'm probably walking away from that VP9 as much as I love it, unless that is a smoking ass deal. And if it's a smoking ass deal, then I probably don't there's, care. If it's a smoking deal, there's a reason they don't want you to pull that trigger. That's why. Exactly. 
No, no, no. And I'm saying that I, I use the VPN of Abigail as, a, as, as saying that if I go to a local gun shop and they've got a VP9, just let's just say a VP9, but there's not letting me pull a trigger, unless it is a smoking deal, I'm walking away from it. I cannot imagine my local, well, let me back up and not even say my local gun shop, but any of the gun shops in this area that I know and frequent. I cannot imagine any of them having a consignment from somebody that says, hey, don't let anybody pull the trigger or whatever. And then if you buy that and get it home and it has a problem, not taking care of you. I, like, I, I, I can't I see that as a thing at all. So now maybe there's people out there, and I'm sure there are, that they're, all they have is crap gun shops. I mean, I, that's, maybe that's a thing. Um, but I, I just, yeah, I, I would buy it sight unseen. I, in fact, I've had them call me before and say, this come in, we figure you probably wanted it. And I'm like, yeah, don't sell it. I'll be up there as soon as I can. It may take a week or two or, you know, whatever. But, yeah. And, like, I speak for it without even seeing it. They just say we got so-and-so model in, literally. Yep. So Yeah, I got a call about two, almost two weeks ago from my my buddy at local gun shop and said I've got a gun up there. And I've been so busy that I have not been able to get down there yet. But I've got a gun that's waiting on me. So uh, I'm looking forward to to getting that but uh the problem is when i go pick that up i always have to look and to see what's there and that's when it gets dangerous so here's the thing that i would do so if i took my marine corps edition uh m9 and i set it up mm. under consignment i would not want anybody pulling the trigger on it right. has, it been fired? Has, has it ever been fired at all no. ever before no, other than go. the factory no Right, yeah. but I'm saying there are certain situations. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, if you're talking about something, well, first that's, of all, dude, if you take that gun to consignment, I'm beating your <laughs> to begin with. Yes, I understand. Because uh, you and I not, have a general you know, agreement that I have the right of first refusal. You have the right agreement. of first refusal, and, and you know, except to sell you, you will. When yeah. I'm on my deathbed, you'll be standing there, you know, with a copy of my will, probably going. Probably, you know, probably with a pillow in one hand and a copy of my will in the other. I know how you are. You want that? Can, that I can neither confirm nor deny that would happen. Accidentally trip over the plug. Oops, sorry. Right. Oops. 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 Sorry, Armenthia. <laughs> you're you're assuming that that, that wouldn't be tinker before I got right. there. <laughs> Armenthia's going to be the hospital long before I get there. Oh yeah. I'm just saying. I get there because I don't know what happened. Trey. I don't know what happened. Sorry. I don't know what happened. You didn't make it in time. Here's your M9. Here's your M9. Um, have a good one. No. Uh, gosh, it went dark on that one, didn't it? <laughs> but I will tell you this. I will I will, I will. will beat your ass if I ever hear that. That's not going consignment. anywhere. It's not going anywhere unless it goes. Yeah. 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 Unless I say no, which I probably won't. Let's just be honest. Nobody is. No, first of all, it'll never get sold. And say, so the only thing that's going to happen is somebody's going to have to come up with that army version. And I don't foresee anybody wanting it enough to put in the time or the money to find a comparable. Bro, I haven't. I, I've seen a couple, but man, I, I haven't seen one in the like one of them that I saw about a month and a half ago didn't have the box and it obviously been fired. Right dumbasses fired it uh the second was in the box but i uh, say in a box i could not confirm that it was the original it did not look original it didn't like yours is like wood right no no it's it's a plain it box but the latches like? 
the latches on the outside is the same color as the liner and everything on the inside. So mine is red. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Army, this, this one was Army black. Green. I don't think that, so the yeah, Army, I would yeah. not. Yeah, the it army not, would have not the original then. Yeah, the army would have OD latches and OD liner, and then the navy okay. would be nope. white, and the air force would be blue. Pink. Yeah, I mean blue. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I mean it's fair. And they don't have a space um, force, but I kind of wish they did. They need one. Yeah. Now that there's aliens, it would be <laughs> alien lime green. Maybe I don't know what color you would space go force, with. Space space force. The space force budget just went way up. They're like so. Like, so what color again? Red for Marine Corps, white for. Navy blue black. for Space Force is black. Well, that's yeah, the, their sign right down the road is it's black with the silver Space Force. Well, that's boring. Now, silver would be kind of neat, like chromed out. It's a case cool, it's a cool emblem. It's kind of Star Trek y looking. I'm yeah. thinking, I'm thinking, I mean, I, 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 I would kind of take Navy and make that. You see, is Air Force blue? You said, yeah, yeah, the Air Force version of that's blue. Yeah, I would go Navy and make them yellow, and I'd give Space Force white. Because of like the, the the Star Wars, like the Star Wars guns, like a storm like stormtrooper guns, I would definitely make them white. That would be awesome. Uh, U.S. Coast Guard orange. I don't consider Coast Guard as military. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Uh, I think orange is hilarious because that's the color of buoys. So yes, I would think that, that would be right up perfectly or life jackets you know they have the orange life jackets <laughs> that'd be kind of funny um space force i i'm thinking like the chrome because like the aluminum foil that they have to wear as as their hats i'm thinking the chrome would definitely well, if you think something. about the heat shields and everything else are like aluminum and stuff too right i don't, I don't, I don't yeah. see them wearing the aluminum hats down there i mean unless they get once they get through the gates maybe i don't know are you spending a lot of time I looking right, at these? I live right down the street. Course? I have to go by the by the entrance every day. That's how you get onto the main road at Pineda. Like if you go straight, you're going into you're going into Patrick Air Force Base. You got to take a left, or they'll shoot you. I assume. I don't know. I, will you do me a favor and find out I'll try. if they would shoot you? Because I think that'd be hilarious. I, I, I want to ask him if I we'll, go. We'll know if you, if you show up next week and bring some guns and take some pictures with. In front of their, in front of the sign. We will know next week if you don't show up that you tested and they did in fact shoot you. Um, you'll you'll probably see it on the news. I mean, Florida, Florida man. Florida man. Florida man. I'll be one dude. of the memes. That's the most famous dude in the world. Florida man. Florida man, dude. They didn't shoot me when I accidentally drove on the right path the one night. I'm sorry, I didn't speak. What the hell was that? What did you just say? Yeah. They didn't shoot me when I accidentally drove onto Wright Pat the one night. Wright Pat is like I went right up. Yeah, I went up right all the way up to the gate and didn't realize it. But I promise you, they knew you were there <laughs> five miles before you got there. Oh, yeah. Oh, John, we're going to have at to least, talk. I got a least. similar story. Yeah, because the way it exits, when you go get off where right, the area where Wright Pat is, there's mm -hmm. a road that leads right to the gate base, and if you miss it and you go to turn around, they'll still come and pull you over. Oh, absolutely, yeah. they will. Yeah, it's not hard. Uh, yeah, and, and they 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 probably they've probably been watching you through cameras or whatever at least five miles by then. I mean, they know you're coming. Um, Jacob wants to know if you're buying a firearm and could get it in different coatings. 
what coating would you choose or would you leave it standard finish? Um, that's an interesting question. It totally depends on what it is, right? Yeah. yeah. Like I gravitate, I gravitate to liking some type of two tone a lot and, and FDE. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would kind of tend to, I think a great color combination would be like FDE and olive drab. Um, I think that's a cool combination. I've got a couple guns set up that way with like a couple Berettas and I think my Canics got, I went ahead and, and went, it was an OD green Canic and I think I put like the, um, oh, what do you call them? Um grips that were um fde so yeah gray and black's cool i'm a, um, I'm a black and tan fan because you know black and tan yeah. beer black and tan gun awesome yeah fde mm -hmm. is fde is sweet with black accents and grips it is stuff. yeah it all um, depends on what you're using the gun for if it's it a barbecue really gun, i don't give it i don't give a shit what are you using it for as long as it look cool i mean if you got a barbecue gun that thing's nickel plated or something fancy then you got oh, your true. Like, yeah, your everyday carry gun, and then you got your cool range gun. Like there, it, the sky's the limit. Something to be said for stainless, and you know, being able to resist elements with stainless, and um, yeah, and, and and stainless looks really good on some guns, and really bad on others. Let's be honest. Well, you got to you got to polish stainless, you know. Yeah, and with the stainless, what you got to realize, and I run into this, I've got a, I've got a Beretta ninety two that is probably late eighties, early nineties or so, and mm -hmm. uh, I got it at a at a really good deal. But over the years, um, because it was silver, it was stainless slide, right? But the frame is alloy. Mm -hmm. The frame is not stainless, <laughs> mm -hmm. and so it looks stainless because it's a raw alloy that they cleared right. over. And over the yeah. years, the clear started turning freaking yellow looking. And so I had it hydro dipped in that digi camo in the, you've seen it. <laughs> um, so I had the, the lower hydro dipped in the digi camo because it just, it just got to where it looked so terrible. So you got to be careful just because it's silver doesn't mean it's stainless. So, right. Now, um, having to do it over again now, because that was years ago when the hydro dipping was kind of first coming along. And the options right. really were Duracoat or HydroDip. Um, yep. Having to do that over, and one of these days I may do it. Now you can get um, Cerakotes that mimic yep. brush stainless, like all yep. kinds of stainless. Mm -hmm. Like, you can do that now. And I would probably, one day I may do that. I may find somebody that can uh, Cerakote it back to where it looks the same as factory. It's just Cerakoted. Back when the two options were the Duracoat or the Hydro Drip, the Hydro Dip, I would have gone Hydro Dip as well over the. Um, well, it's not a carry gun. Like Hydro Dip is, right. you do not want Hydro Dip, and especially if people aren't doing it right with the clear, the grade of clear they're putting over the top. That's correct. Um, and back That's in the, the most day, important is back in the day, clear. I know people that was Hydro Dipping it, and they were literally using Cryline Clear over it or something. Like it, it was horrible. And so, really, uh, yeah, right. And so, yeah, the, the the guy that I always went with, and and rest in peace. This is a dark show. A lot of people passing away and talking about death, apparently. But anyway, um, he used like a high grade automotive clear, 
and it's held it's held up pretty good for you know the the range toy and everything that particular gun is. Um, mm. But yeah, hydro dipping for carry. Oh man, back in the day at least it sucked, and if it wasn't cleared properly, it sucked even worse. Could yeah, I, I, well, good, good. Clover, have you ever seen a guy clean, uh, accidentally leave hops number nine on nickel before? It just eats it away and ruins it. Yeah, it's yeah. bad. And then yeah. I had another guy take D lead. Well, people don't people don't understand. So if you pick up any, or if you're into you know late eighteen hundred, early nineteen hundred, you know Americana firearms, a lot of those were nickel plated. And some of it's even brass. It was nickel-plated brass on some of the parts on that. And people don't understand. If you get into that, you realize how thin that nickel coating actually is. Like, it's it's like micro-millimeter, whatever, thin. I mean, it is not like, nope. you know, you spray paint or you any kind of paint or anything like that. It is a thin, thin coating. So you're right. It doesn't take much uh, to either rub that off. Because I've got um, I've got quite a few old ones that are nickel plated that the the nickel plate it's rubbed through right to the raw metal, um, super super mm -hmm. thin and a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah, Abby says uh, I would still want a stainless Taurus PT ninety nine with pearl grips. I don't know about the PT ninety nine. I will say that a polished stainless or nickel the shiny uh, most of oh. time it's stainless polished stainless with pearl grips. That's pretty tough. That's pretty See, tough. My, my 92, which is a stainless slide, but again, it's got that mm -hmm. stinking alloy frame. And it's got the yeah. rosewood grip with the gold accents and all. My wife loves that, mm -hmm. that 92. Yeah. Uh, and it's a PT-92. It is a Taurus. Uh, yeah. It's getting to the point now, talking about the Beretta, I've had yeah. that one long enough. It's getting to the point. It's starting to turn. and it, it the It's not really turning yellow. That one's not like the Beretta. But it's starting to get a weird rainbowy pearl color in the clear. Yeah, sure. And yeah, it, it yeah. just looks weird. So now that we're talking now, about it, what's, that, what's, that what's may be a process of Yeah, what's the process of stripping that coating and redoing it? Is there a process that can do that without messing it up, or is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Animals? Yeah, you can blast it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just an alloy frame. You can still you can blast say. it. You can sandblast it and then uh, and do whatever. Now I wouldn't. I would it, not. Yeah. I would not sandblast it and clear it. And now that we're talking about it, that may get on the bucket list of eventually to do that because it would look a whole lot better if it was that way. But what I would do is what we're talking about. I would sandblast it and then I would cerakote it in a brushed stainless color. That's what I would do. And yeah. then you wouldn't have to worry about clear anymore. Like that's gonna that cerakote's gonna hold up. I'll be right back. I'm gonna go grab something. I want to show you. This is. Probably, uh, yeah, keep talking. I'm gonna go get grab a gun and yeah. be safer with calling. Yeah. All right. But yeah, Cerakote. Uh, Cerakote's come a long way, man, compared yeah. to uh, Duracote. Duracote back in the day, like, and Duracote was is pretty is pretty solid. Chloe, you left at this one, I had a guy come in the one time, and uh, he's like, "Oh, the finish on my brand new revolver he just bought, new Smith and Wesson, is gone." I'm like, what'd you do to it? To it? He goes, oh, there were the burn marks on the cylinder, so I just kept rubbing it with D-lead wipes. <laughs> and he polished yeah. the metal and rubbed off wow. all the finish on the entire gun. 
And it was a stainless or it was a nickel? It was, nickel. It, was a, it was just a standard, the 686 that finish, whatever finish they're doing, that dull gray finish that they're doing now. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. They're stainless yeah. underneath, like but he, he polished yeah, the mat. it. Yeah. yeah, they took the mat off. He basically took the mat off of it. Yeah. So this is, and, and people that have been around me know that this is what I think is the prettiest gun, handgun that I own, and it's the, the Ronin 10 millimeter. And it's got the stainless lower, but I love the color combination. It's got that charcoal gray slide with those grips. I, th I think that those grips, I would not normally think that that would look good on a stainless frame. But it, it just, I think maybe because of the, the darkness of the slide, to me, I, I just think that's a really, really just a beautiful gun. That's a big, um, that's a big airsoft. It's a big airsoft. <laughs> Yeah, you know, see, it's orange on the end of it. I so. I would prefer. I think I would prefer. I almost prefer if I'm going to have a dark color. I prefer the dark to be on top and the light to be the frame, as opposed to the reverse. I think. Yeah, I think it just looks better that way. It looks better. I think it, it it probably lasts a little bit better too with the darker with the slide because it gets a lot more handling than the rest of the frame. Yeah. Yeah. More of course, it, of course, it being straight up stainless, you know what I mean? You wouldn't even have to worry about a finish yeah, on the slide true. with all the racking and everything else. And a lot of your holster wear is going to come from, from the slide, too, if you think about it. Correct. Well, we've got the master of Cerakote in here, Mr. Kyle. Kyle. He ain't said nothing, though. He hasn't said anything. Come on. What? He's got to unmute. Get in here. I, I'm, a, I'm a full. I'll crap. I like the Krylon can. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I'm a rattle. I'm a rattle can guy. I mean, that's for just, your that's every for your guy. everyday for your everyday stuff. I tell you something that I was yeah. doing. You know, all the finishes and everything else. And this was I still do it today, occasionally, or I wouldn't be opposed. I haven't done it recently, but I wouldn't be opposed to doing it. But back in the day, especially with hydro dipping and Duracoat, and everybody was you know getting into the fud and the shotgun stuff for a minute like duck hunting right oh man it's all wet around and blah 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 and they want to protect the finish and one of the things spray on bed liner man spray on bed liner is freaking oh, yeah, amazing sure. it's what? amazing yeah spray on bed liner is amazing i've got stocks done with spray on bed liner i've got actions i've got you know our receivers rather barrels um in fact i've got one i can't even think of what it is now but there's one sitting in there that that a few days ago I thought you know I need to get some spray a can of spray on bed liner and and do a little bit oh oh it's my it's my I tell you what it is it is my um, my GSG five my MP five twenty two yeah absolutely and I'm like and I'm like I need to get some spray on bed liner uh, because what had happened is I was messing around with painting with rattle can. And I used too harsh of a chemical <laughs> to take the paint off, and it scarred the stock a little bit, right? And with spray on bed liner, you can create a texture to the furniture. So, like right now, you can still see the scarring on it. But if I redo that with spray on bed liner, it will have a texture, and it will cover up all of that scarring. Nobody will ever know that, that it was, didn't come that way with that kind of a texture on the furniture. Yeah, I um, and it's hard and solid as a rock when it dries. True, that's spray on bed liner. Skateboard, skate, skateboard Holy, tape. You can put that on there. Skateboard yeah. tape, sure, yeah. absolutely. Uh, Kyle spray on bed liner might work for something you and I talked about this morning. Just saying. Hope oh, Kyle might not be here with us. 
Yeah, may I had to. He might have stepped out for a second. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. I had, my daughter had the TV cranked all the way up. What? What? No, oh, no, good. I, I no, I just said that uh, spray on bed lighter might work for uh, something you and I talked about this morning. That become an oh, interesting concept. Yeah. Just yeah. saying. And you could get spray on bed liner in various colors. My suggestion, here's my suggestion with spray on bed liner, because when it does dry, it's so, it, first of all, don't plan on ever taking it off, right? That's one of, one of the things. That's number sure. one. Yeah. Because I don't know that you can without literally having to sand and work it all down. Um, but and at that point, it might just be easier to buy a different stock or whatever the hell you've got it on. Oh, yeah, say, yeah. Let's my... My suggestion is go with black because black's easier to find, right? And then what I like to do if I want color, what I'll do is I'll get my texture, and you can you can pump on the nozzle a little bit, kind of far away if you know what I mean, to get like a, a get a splatter yeah, to get a splatter effect, right? You feel what I'm saying if you hold it far away. <laughs> You pump the pump that yeah, nozzle, yeah, yeah. pump the nozzle, yeah, butter yeah. far away. You yeah, might okay. as well enjoy it while you're doing anyway, it. Anyway, so anyway, <laughs> once everything is once everything is dried and stuff, if you want color, go with black. And then if you want color, uh, and this can create a battle worn effect too. That's kind of neat. Um, use the Krylon Fusion rattle can, but heat the use a, a blow dryer or a heat gun or something not, I mean don't melt crap with the heat gun but you get what I'm saying blow dryer is probably enough but warm up the whatever you use the spray on bed liner on when you apply the not scalding hot but warm when you apply the Krylon and the you are able to get that Krylon off if you ever want to change color plus you're able to use like a scouring pad and do almost like a, uh, a battle worn effect in areas. And it, it's pretty cool. Spray on bed liners is a pretty awesome finish to use on stuff. I'll tell you another one that's pretty good is either paint high temp paints for grills or in the automotive section for headers like engine really and things, things like that. Yeah. 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 yeah they've, they've got yeah. that, that carbon almost paint because they're know? high temp paints. Right. So I mean, yeah, they're yeah. made to, to last a little better and a little longer. Yep. Yeah. I had a, it was so funny. I was at the range and this is a couple of years ago, I think. And I had the battle rifle. I was doing some stuff there. And he goes, Oh man, that's pretty cool. What, how'd you paint the guys at rattle can, man? He was real. Really? How'd you get like the battle warrant effect? And I said, I use my rifle a lot. Um, I said, you, you just bang it. Like you just use it. Don't be afraid to like, you're not going to hurt the rifle, you know, use it, you know, and the green scotch, right. It, it, it will, it will naturally get a battle worn effect because it actually will be worn. Yeah. Uh, I love the people say, Oh, I need to paint my gun. Why don't you just rattle can it and actually use it? And you'll get the actual effect of the battle worn effect. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, once you let the once you let the paint all the paint dry and cure really well, which I mean that can no. take depending on the temperature and humidity and other things, you know, a couple of days even. Usually, yeah. if you can smell it, it's not cured. I would say <laughs> do not. I would yeah. I would say uh, if you if you're gonna rattle can and you went do different stuff with it, um, let it sit and let it let it settle yeah. for at least 24 hours at yeah. least my rule is if you can mm. smell it and everybody knows what probably that's, that's, like. that's a good that's a good if one you, to think if about you can too. smell it it's not cured and then yeah. uh but once it's cured if you've done multi-coat 
like you're talking about. Yeah. You can take and uh, uh, that green, the green little thin Scotch Bright. Yep. Absolutely. You'll, you can battle worn the crap out of one, man. You really can. Yeah. You can, I'd say you get, um, I'd say what you get, you know, like the little kitchen sponges that have the green on the other flip side of the sponge, the little. That's what um, I'm talking about, but I'm talking about just the green side. The other side's yellow oh, yeah. with the sponge. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. You can get yeah. you can get just the green side. Though. Oh, yeah. See, I don't. Yeah. I, I just I just get the sponge because. Well, that works too. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That works too. But yeah, no. It, it, and, and and here's the thing. Here's the thing about rattle canning. Also, once you get it cured, and once you get it, and if you are gonna go ahead and battle wear it a little bit and get the effects or whatever you want. Once you get done with all of that, do yourself and go get yourself a clear coat, a matte finish clear coat. A matte. Yeah, matte um, or even a flat altogether. Or a flat, but I, I, was, well, I always get a matte clear, now, um, and, and it'll protect a lot of that stuff. Uh, another thing, if I'm going to battle worn with, with rattle can, another thing I'll do, well, using those scouring pads or whatever you want to call them, Mm -hmm. uh is i use I, I i wet sand it basically or whatever i'll get it wet sure, yeah yeah i'm doing it I, and that I, just helps I, to, it helps I, to well, clean I, off i get the, I get the, the pad wet not the gun but yeah, I get yeah, yeah, yeah 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 no exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. no yeah i don't yeah yeah and that helps That's the stuff that you're rubbing off that helps to i don't want to say wash away but you get what i'm saying it helps to pull that away mm -hmm. more yeah, but I still say that if you want a battle worn rifle, just go use it. Yeah, just use, use the it. shit out of it. Just use agree. the hell out of it, and you'll be fine. Uh, exactly, John. Exactly. Um, hour and a half into this, I have a feeling that if we start another topic, it would go a lot longer. So we'll start those topics on the off-air chat. Um, I'm gonna go through the room real quick, uh, Christopher. What you got going on in your channel? Any projects coming up? What can people look forward to uh, over at Christmas 740 channel? Uh, still doing the ammo test with the uh, Smith & Wesson M&P 22 Magnum. We're okay. trying to find an ammo to make it choke and not run. We're not having any luck. but uh, I think That's I got a good sign for that gun. That's true. But now it's become this big thing now on the channel that everybody's trying to to make me find an ammo it won't work with. So I think I, I might say have this, got one in today. Can I give you a suggestion? Take this for what it's worth. If someone on the the comments or a viewer wants you to test a certain ammo, tell them that's fine. Send me a box and I'll test whatever it is. <laughs> well, it's funny you said that because I actually got some in today from one of the subscribers. There you so, go. There you uh, go. We think we got. I'm happy to do whatever with a gun, but you need to provide that ammo for me, and I'll run whatever you want. Absolutely. Yeah, so I got that coming up, and then I just bought the new. Uh, well, it's not new; it's been out for a while, but uh, new to me. But I bought the uh, Beretta APX uh, A1 tactical, and, and doing a bunch of testing with it. So. It is such a good gun. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of having a hard time getting used to it, but it's <sighs> uh, it's growing on me. I love I love the APX man. It's such a great gun, such a great gun. But thanks but, for having me on. I really saying. really appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Ginger, I want to give you a few minutes. Let's talk about GOA. And what you guys got going on there? 
Well, we just got the two minutes for two A. How about that? The two for two. Well, you, I said a lot of them earlier, but uh, I feel like Chuck Lorre back in two minutes. <laughs> so we just got done so filming. Chuck Lorre, John Chuck Lorre was a very famous like uh, game show host back in the eighties and early nineties. Uh, he's most famous for a show called Love Connection. Be back in two and two. Okay. Now you may uh, continue. Well, uh, we just got done filming the first nine episodes of our upcoming podcast to be named yes, you did. here soon. Uh, once we get the announcement going, that should be launching right before TriggerCon. So a couple days of the week before TriggerCon, we're going to have our first uh, two episodes out. So it's going to be uh, a small first episode and then a good conversation with our good friend John Bailey over at EOTech. Uh, so that one's great. There's some really good conversations going on on that side. So I will re- highly recommend once that comes out, you come and subscribe to that. Um, and then we've got events coming up. Uh, there's the we'll be uh, we'll have a group of people at Gunstock. We'll have ourselves over at TriggerCon, uh, which is Rainier's event. For those who are asking, it's in Wichita, Kansas. Uh, so that one should be fun. We'll be at the, I'll be at the uh, IV 8888 range day as well. So there's a lot of cool events and things coming up and yeah, <laughs> things ghost. But uh, then the, there's that. And we also are looking at early next year to do a really cool event with a really cool nonprofit called battle buddy three gun. Uh, it's battle dot or or battle buddy three gun.org. Uh, they are, a veteran-owned organization who is looking to get vets into the three-gun side, especially those who are, uh, how do they want to say it, excessively unable athletes. Um, so most of these guys are in wheelchairs. They're wounded. They're in wheelchairs or they're missing a limb. Uh, their last match, they had somebody who was blind, uh, and that w- was really cool. Because the dude shot really well. He actually outshot most people. Um, so that was um, – so stay tuned for that, more information on that. And it's really about it. Thanks again for having me. And then, oh, and our first couple of episodes for our YouTube channel, FLR, should be finished here shortly. We had a computer nice. go down on us. So we had a computer mess up on us during uh, – editing so we're just getting that all figured out and going i get it so does clover um yeah i'm looking forward to that as well um tj oh the usual no we got the you know the thursday night show at nine i've got uh the gerson the mc 14t i'm working on and the the mike uh 102 from foxtrot mike i'm working on so about finishing those up and then the the coating from from duty coat the monster tough I'm, i finally finished spraying my last piece that i messed up that was a, that was a that was a bad on me i had it i had it on a little hanger and it taken it off i just jiggled it too much and i caught it but it was already messed up it was wet and then i tried to put it back on the thing and clean it i was like all right it was it was just at a point where it was almost dry so i was like all right let it dry Sanded it back down. I got it resprayed, so I got to put it all back together and just get get pictures and stuff. You know, I'm, I'm bougie about my pictures, so you try to be bougie. That's it, that's and then off the trigger con. Yeah, buddy, coming up in a few weeks. I know, Can't and then I've eighty eight. 
<laughs> it's close for me, dude. I can drive. No, I get it. I get it. I keep getting e emails from Brandy. You haven't registered yet. <laughs> no, I have You're not. Like, I'm not gonna. <laughs> not gonna. Uh, Kyle. Let's talk a little bit about Anderson real quick. I know you announced something earlier in the show, but let's for those that are just joining in or missed it, let's uh, give you a few minutes to talk about Anderson. Yeah, we talked about it uh, earlier today's show. Uh, right now, through Tuesday, we got 30% off the entire web store. Make sure you stop by, check it out. There's probably some stuff on there that you need that you don't know you need quite yet. That's, uh, that's cool. We do, Yeah, we do got some... Uh, some new products in the pipes and uh, ghost and I today we're we're talking about some fun competitions and stuff that we're, we're going to throw later on this year. So definitely a, a good year ready to get into hunting season and all that <laughs> ready to get out of the summer slump. Are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the it, industry is ready. It's, it's been a, a few years since there wasn't a slump the last few years, you know, right with COVID and everything, everything was go, 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 go. And yeah. now we're getting back to normal, and a lot of people aren't used to that. So they're kind of – it's a total vibe killer around the office. It, you know, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> so I'm ready for those positive vibes and all that. Let's get back. Mario says, competition, sign me up. This one's going to be cool. This one's going to be cool. Yeah. We'll have to wait a little bit, but it's going to be pretty badass for sure. Uh, oh, yeah, thanks. thanks for coming on, brother. Yeah, thanks absolutely. for having me on, Ghost. Always a pleasure. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And um, yeah, um, some some really really cool stuff coming down the line over Anderson. Um, Clove, what if I if I say take two minutes? Are you going to take twenty? Probably. All right, go for it. You better tell me, like, take 30 seconds or something. Take 30 maybe. seconds, and maybe you'll take five. What know? am I doing? Oh, no, I know you got a bunch of stuff coming up. Uh, you released a, a list over the last week of the, the podcast coming up. I did. I did. So we kick off a uh, late season of the podcast next week. Uh, thank you, Monstrum, the Pirate by Sponsor. Still looking for the special segment sponsor. Not sure who that will uh, end up being, but uh, hopefully somebody. And, uh, yeah, the guest list, pretty cool. Um, we've got uh, um, two top shot winners on there, and we've got uh, a bottom feeder, the gun snob, on there. So top shots and bottom feeders in this season. That'll be pretty cool. Um, Going to change the he studio. Is, he is the gar of, of the podcast season. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, no, we love we love snobby poo. Anyway, uh, changing the uh, studio around a little bit, doing some work with that too. Um, spent just got back about I don't know an hour probably before you went live. Uh, made a trip to Lowe's, picked up about two hundred bucks worth of lumber and things, and uh, yeah, going to be building some stuff out and everything. Uh, you've seen, of course, the uh, wall and part of the wall anyway, and some of the other stuff that'll. Uh, hopefully be done before the, the uh, podcast season kicks off. So. Now, my question, the biggest question that I have is, will you be wearing a nice smoking jacket during your interviews this time, this season? Probably probably not this season. I'm not going to do the chair. Oh, the no, chair. Please. Yeah, come on. With a pipe, with a, sm a nice velvet Great. smoking jacket, that would be elegant. Maybe next, maybe next season. 
we'll get back over to that. Uh, I've got to do some work on that particular corner of the studio thing or whatever. So, uh, and I've been wanting to get that this particular corner finished to so I can set up the 3D printer and get all that done because I really need to do that. So that's been my motivation for working on this, and I'm just going to use this, I think, for the podcast now. And then I've got, you know as well as I do, I've got the the corner with the purple chair, which would be perfect for the smoking jacket. I agree. And then I've got the Star Wars a corner. nice burgundy, a nice red, the deep yeah. burgundy smoking jacket with gold tassels and gold. Oh, that's and I've got to do some work nice like the, the Star Wars corner. I've got, uh, thanks to our good buddy Paul, I've got an addition to that corner that yes, that's going to have to go through kind of a rebuild. I've got the the bad of the bone Darth Vader lightsaber now to go along with the Anakin lightsaber. So uh, yeah. along with the uh, Mandalorian rifle and the other stuff. So uh, yeah, I need to get something up to be able to get into the podcast. Uh, and I thought, well, I'll go ahead and do the 3D printing corner that get that done, and then I can work on sure. the other stuff before next season and, and figure all that out. Yeah. Uh, real quick, Kyle, are you still there? Are you still with us? Yes, sir. Abby wants to know, would it be possible to get a deal on a 10 pack of stripped lowers? Of course. 30% off right now. 30% <laughs> off. I'll work that. You're not going to find a better deal than 30% off. And, and, Unless it's off, like a Black Friday type thing, you know. If you want to go even cheaper, you can get the ten blim strip lowers for thirty oh, percent off. Nah. So you're even throwing the blims up there, huh? No, I, I said site wide. There are there are no that is crazy. Now, if there are any dealers out there, there is one restriction. Jacob wants to know what a strip lower is. Uh, stripped lower is just the shell itself. You have to take care of all of this. There's not going to be any selector switches or is it's going to be the basic lower and you do the work, but you can get them for, I remember this is, this has been, I don't know, four five, six years ago, Kyle, I was able to get on black Friday. I got, Anderson strip lows for twenty bucks. I think I got like five of them for like a hundred bucks. It was pretty amazing back. Remember those TJ? Yep. Everyone, I don't know if everyone remembers that, but Black Friday you could get a twenty dollars strip lower from Anderson. I got five of them for a hundred bucks. I was like, hell yes, I'm in. That's definitely the golden age right there. Golly, man, those are the golden age, and that wasn't that long ago. It was probably like five years ago. That, yeah, that pre-COVID awesome. price versus the post-COVID now, now we're, yeah, everything's more now. Yeah, yeah. All right, boys and girls. Um, yeah, sorry for missing last week. I'm sorry that this one probably wasn't the greatest. I'm still a little bit tired. Um, but next week I'll be back to normal. Have everybody. I hope everybody has a really safe Labor Day weekend. I know that uh, college football is coming back. For those that are interested in that, but Labor Day weekend, uh, TJ, I need for you to do me a favor and, and avoid any hurricanes. I, I know that the last hurricane that came through was massive and it blew like a cup off the table. Dude, it was. Um, I got wet out there today on the front porch <laughs> while I was smoking. I was smoking my cigar, having a cocktail. I got rained on. That was it? 
Um, Kyle, are you seeing the um, the private chat? Yep, just seeing it. Okay, uh, there you go. So, Gabriel, anybody out there looking? It's AndersonManufacturing.com. AndersonManufacturing.com. I cannot put that link in the uh, into the chat for obvious uh, YouTube reasons. But at Anderson Manufacturing, just Google Anderson Manufacturing. You should find it very quickly. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks guys for watching. If you are watching this in replay or listening in podcast form. Remember, the conversation does not have to stop. Utilize the comment section. Let us know how bad we did and all of that. We will uh, take your suggestions very seriously because we are a very serious podcast. Um, <laughs> thanks to everyone who's uh, joined me tonight. Kyle, go check out Anderson Manufacturing. TJ, go check out gear-report.com. Ginger, thank you. Uh, go check out gunowners.org. Chris from the 740, go check his channel and do not go check out CloverTech. It is not waste. It's not worth your time. I would but agree. if you are into that, I would you know go check out CloverTech. It's what it is. Um, but not. yeah, or not, whatever. Uh, yeah, guys, have a very safe Labor Day weekend. We'll see you soon. Simplify. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you like this one and want to check out some of our other podcasts, we invite you to check out the Jarhead podcast, the Ghost and Clover podcast, and the Speed Limit 155 podcast. We also like to invite you to check out our YouTube channel, Ghost Tactical. If you're into the firearm world and the lifestyle of the, of the firearm community, go check that out. And obviously, go check out our website, ghosttactical.us, to check out all of our projects, our swag, our stores and our discount codes. Once again, thanks for always supporting the podcast, and we'll see you soon. Simplify.